Hey guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Mas y menos, si podemos! And welcome to the Big Top. I am your host, Barney, aka The Muckle Stoter, and today I am stoked to share with you my conversation with porn actor Draven Navarro. Draven and I met last year at Capcom, and I just knew I had to wrangle him onto the pod somehow. He's got some insane stories to share from working in the porn industry, and as Baby Donnie, honestly creates some of the best ABDL media out there. This week's story time returns, with Lil Pup JC writing a follow-up to his story from last season. <clears throat> Dear Professor Stoter, First, I would like to sincerely apologize for submitting this writing assignment well beyond the due date. Your deadline was February the 5th, and today marks February 19th. Hope I still receive some partial credit. We'll see. For those unfamiliar with the context, this story is a continuation of a previous submission in episode 229, where I confessed to the kink world about a deeply guarded, embarrassing secret. One where I failed out of college twice due to poor grades and never told anyone, including my parents. I went from a straight-A student to one barely passing with a string of C's, D's, and F grades, and found myself being incredibly aroused by my academic shortcomings. The following is a recap of the aftermath and community reaction to my confession. Years after graduating college and jerking off to my awful grades hundreds of times, I finally confided the secret to my boyfriend of five years. It was like telling your partner about a kink you've been hiding forever. <laughs> We went on a nature walk, and it took nearly an hour to tell him the whole story, due to my frequent blushes and whining, in contrast to my boyfriend's amused grins. <laughs> I'm relieved to say that my boyfriend took this in stride, as he learned <laughs> that his big bro boyfriend, who he formerly looked up to as older and smarter, turned out to be a dumb little baby who literally failed half his classes. To my chagrin, our entire big bro little bro <laughs> dynamic has shifted forever, as it should. Um, and he now uses this knowledge to his advantage in our kink play, ooh, and turns the tables on me. Grades are tangible metrics, and they help him get into a switchy dom headspace. All right, cool. Uh, as it turns out, he graduated from college with a stellar 3.9 GPA out of 4.0, while I got held back two years, retook multiple classes, and have a 2.37 GPA. Now, it's a little bit different in the UK. We have a slightly different system, but uh, I mean, out of 4.0, yeah, I mean, 2.37, that is, that's less than half, so like that, that cannot be good. Anyway, we even took the same classes like calculus and organic chemistry, what the fuck are those, uh, where he got perfect 100s on his exams, jeez, and I have scores such as 58, 34, 27, and even an 11 out of 100, JC. 11 out of 100. I want to know what that was in. My best score doesn't even come close to his lowest. He had coincidentally kept his exam papers and waves them in my face when I try to be a big boy, turning me into a blushy, whimpering mess. Oh my god, that's diabolical. 
The difference in our academic prowess couldn't be starker, and in the face of such overwhelming proof, I can't help but submit to his authority. Guys, this is a whole new realm. Academic domination. Love this. <laughs> our academic dichotomy permeates our daily lives now. My report card with 24 C's, D's, and F's hangs on our refrigerator for <laughs> anyone to ask about. My boyfriend's diploma, which is adorned with the summa cum laude honor distinction, is framed in our study. In addition, he enrolled me into remedial education. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> through Leapfrog Academy, where I'm <laughs> redoing first grade, <laughs> because I'm clearly not ready for big boy classes. Oh, I'm proud to say that I'm passing lessons such as <laughs> reading and spelling sight words, and enjoying the praise my Leapfrog teachers give me. Oh, I'm working very hard to earn my Leapfrog certificates and have three already. My certificates are displayed next to my boyfriend's diploma. Oh my god, this is amazing. In my journey to rectify my academic failures, a lot of my friends have heard about my embarrassing struggles and are helping out. My local ABDL group has seen and physically signed my horrible report card. Friends have been kind enough to share their school transcripts and test scores with lots of A and B grades so that I can aspire to be as smart as them one day. Some are real-life teachers offering tutoring or assigning me school worksheets. Some have spanked me for my grades and hiding my report card all these years. Good. Some like to tease, and the most embarrassing thing ever was ABU acknowledging that I can't pass first grade math on their social media. <sighs> this made my weenie harder than my classes. Bad boy, you should be caged. Um, <laughs> I know all of this is to help me, so I'd like to thank everyone who reached out. Just like with potty training, I need a lot of guidance, supervision, and encouragement. So please ask how I'm doing at school next time you see me. Sincerely, super naughty student, JC. P.S. What grade did I get, Professor Stoter? Um, I'm going to have to think about it. Um, I don't know. He, he also told me it took him three hours to write that, and it was barely 700 words. So, um. <laughs> Wow. A little context. Uh, this assignment was so late. I immediately said I needed a part two after reading the first part of this story last season, which he left on a cliffhanger. Uh, if you haven't listened to that episode, go check it out. Uh, it's episode 29, uh, season two. It's actually um, a t uh, the second part of uh, my conversation with uh, Pup Aero. So go listen to episodes 28 and 29. Uh, but yeah, this story was like so insane. And he ended it with there, there was more to come. So, uh, you know, I said, take your time. It's a fun co-curricular to which he asked that I make it homework and grade him. Docking a letter grade for every day late. I think I'm actually going to mark and send it back. <laughs> I hope he jokes to it. What grade did he get? Let me think about it. Um, well, actually, docking a letter grade for every day late, which actually that would be... So 14 days late, docking a letter grade for every day late. Uh, I'm going to give this a C because it it is actually well written, but not only was it super late, he spent way longer on it than he should have considering uh how short it is and also yeah just overall quality uh of of the story and the narrative it was nice to get a follow-up but yeah i'm gonna give him a c and so 14 do the alphabet quickly okay so that would be a q right let me see that's a q which i mean that's worse than an f which is a fail and i don't know if you do this in the states but in the uk we have a u which is unmarkable um, and I think considering how late it was and how many letter grades lower than an F it is, I think I'm going to have to give you a U. So sorry, JC, this wasn't good enough. Uh, but anyway, I set a deadline for the fifth. He asks for an extension on the sixth. So I got pretty strict with him. Um, and all I got was excuses. And I still only got it the night before this episode is going out, uh, which has also meant that I've had to record and edit this literally the night before. So I told him he has to do a forfeit for every day he's late. So I would love suggestions for the 14 forfeits JC should do for me. I think he should definitely be made to piss his pants. Um, wear a clown nose for sure. Uh, should probably take a pie to the face. I don't know. Um, send suggestions and your own kinky stories to thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. That's thebigtop.pod at gmail.com. And also, if you get the chance to rate and review this podcast, it really is the best way to help the pod out. I don't think I'm favored by any platform's algorithm, so could really use all the help I can get. Anyway, 
Today, the circus returns to Los Angeles, California, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top. How many like personas do you actually have? Because I have possibly too many. <laughs> I mean, I've had more in my life um, because I've had different jobs. Like when um, I have, well, of course, Baby Donnie is the little persona. Draven Navarro is my porn star persona and before that i had um donovan santa rosa was my um stripping name that i had in texas when i was out there in, in college and okay. uh, and so like there was a few different ones that i've had and then of course my real person that i am you know all my day-to-day life with my family and everything like that so that's a whole other person so i i live multiple different lives which is it's kind of a cool thing it's like I love that. Agent. Yeah. yeah, I always feel like that because I'm like, I like that Kingsters all. We we've all had to do this rebrand, so everybody has like yeah. a thousand names, and you can either try and remember them all, or you can just be like, oh, that, I know them as that person or that handle or whatever. And everybody like mm-hmm. some of the names that I have are like I pick them for convenience, even if they don't make sense. So like my art, the muckles. So everybody's got like the first question is like, what the fuck? How do I say that? How do I spell that? Like, what does that mean? And I'm like, do you know what? It's cooler that that uh, I don't know because if, if it bugs you, then it's more memorable. So True. whatever, kind of like a commercial or something, right? Right, <laughs> like I'm a walking advert for I don't know. Guidance, <laughs> smart insurance. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, I know shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, if anything, I like it to reminds... think of myself as the Geico insurance of clown smut. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm thinking because, like, I, I do see a lot more uh, clown porn because I do have friends that do like that, that kink as well. So I'm like, I just run into it and I'm like, oh shit, my homie Barney, I just think about you. So I'm like, it's just funny. One, send me all the clown porn because there's <laughs> not enough. Okay, okay. Actually, I want to get your take on this because. This has, and like, I don't want a tinfoil hat and and be like the universe is, you know, trying to like personally attack me. There is basically no male clown porn in existence. Oh, true. The male? Oh, that's different. Why? Female, you can find it anywhere all the time. And it's this weird double standard where like the little that there is like either gets removed very quickly or gets lost or... People just don't seem willing to do it. And I don't know if it's like there's a thing in the industry that it's, I don't know, that women in porn just get the short stick and it's like, yeah, that's fine. But then, I don't know, producers feel weird about doing it to guys. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Do you know why? You know, I, I don't, I just have never had the request for that. Like I've had weird requests for my, I'm not weird, but I'm just saying like different requests for custom videos. Um, I haven't had any for that specifically, but since, I mean, we have mutual friends uh, that are in the, the clown thing, so I could even talk, to, I should even talk to my guy, or our, our friend, our mutual friend, and see, like, because he'd be down to make some sort of, like, videos like that. I'm sure that we could make something, and I could even, you know, act some of that out, too, so that'll be fun. Or if you're ever in Vegas, Dude. you know, we'll just make you part of the video Fuck yeah. <laughs> i mean i'm i'm coming well that's not a now conversation but yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm coming you're coming yeah i'm coming if i can get my fucking shit together this summer i'm 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 coming how okay so like speaking of the porn industry how the hell mm. did you fall into porn so um my journey was um so i was a male stripper out in san antonio texas when i was going to school out there university of texas san antonio and um i was collared to this mommy mistress lady um and we were married and we had our dynamic you know life um i had gotten hit up or i had had responded to an ad on craigslist about a modeling gig in vegas and when I just graduated from college, and so this was like end of 2016 and early 2017. And um, and at that time, I had you know was dancing at the time, so my body is really in shape, like pretty ripped. And uh, um, so I was I hit up that the the ad, and they responded with basically this is a gay porn game. 
Um, I was interested in exploring that to begin with. And then when my ex was like, oh, you should do it. You're young right now. You're, you know, just graduated college. You don't have anything going on. See how this goes. So I went out there, flew out there, um, which they paid for, uh, stayed at this really nice house that was the house that they shot in. Um, their exclusive that they had on set was a prior Marine. And I was a medic for the Marine Corps. So we hit it off immediately. Like we're besties. Plus we were both weed smokers. So like we were just like smoking all the time. And like we, he's like, dude, you're a really nice guy. He's like, if you want to do this for real, um, you'd have to live in Las Vegas or Los Angeles. But he's like, if you do that, I'll give you the names and numbers to all the directors and I'll give you my, you know, passing of like my word over it saying like, he's a good guy and I'll get you the work that you want. You don't have to pay for a uh, talent agency or this and that. So uh, oh. my ex had gotten a job at a, a, a trauma unit over here in Vegas. And uh, we started living out here in Vegas and uh, it was, it was good for maybe six months. And then uh, my ex was like, well, X, I should say, because things didn't turn out well. Um, they were like, just, I don't want you, like, you're, you're having sex with other people, and I, I want to have sex with you, and you're too tired. And I'm like, I just have sex all day long. I don't want to have sex anymore. I just want to cuddle and, like, just be, like, little or do whatever. And uh, it turned into a lot of these resentments that were underlying in our relationship. And then it destroyed the relationship, which is a sad thing. But at the same time, I... We, I have a great relationship with my ex. We're still really good friends, and we love each other very much, and we hang out and do other stuff. It's weird, but um, we all have oh, resentment so, so. towards things. Yeah, it's, it's it's like one of the first relationships I've ever had where I'm still really good friends. Was it that you started stripping through this mistress, or were you just doing that anyway, and then you guys started hooking I up? I was doing that anyways, and because uh, <laughs> like she had she had come into the club with one of her girlfriends. And then uh, I, I was posting up on FetLife on um, uh, Femdom, oh, I think it was a Club Femme or something in San Antonio. And she had hit me up and said, hey, do you work at this club? Because it looks like, because I took pictures inside the club and I posted it um, on my profile. And she's like, I've been in that club many times. And if you're a dancer there, then I'd love to see you. And so it turned out like that. And um, it showed me up with age play being a hard limit. Uh, for them and then um, because they had kids from previous marriage so um, they were like ah, I don't know how this is going to go so I'm like mm. look you know I'll give you like six months just to like get to know me I'm not going to put that into our play but I want you to like research it at least and like know that I'm not some crazy dude you know like I, I mean I'm weird yeah. but it's like I like being <laughs> the baby um, and so things worked out and um and it worked that way. It just, it just, you know, life's changed. And, um, since then they have actually, they transitioned, uh, a man, um, and they have like shaved head goatee. Like you couldn't even tell that they were dope. Um, is a very powerful compound. I know. <laughs> and so I also teaching them like a guy etiquette of like, um, like things that you learn when you're younger of like, don't pull your pants all the way down to your ankles if you're at a urinal or like don't talk <laughs> to somebody at a urinal like hey yeah, what's up like, yeah. it's like if you have like a straight <laughs> hey, nice dick bro <laughs> right they're gonna be like fuck what are you yeah. looking at fag or you know like punch you in the mouth and it's like that happens and it's like yeah, yeah. if you're not careful like don't do that at a football game or a baseball game <laughs> you know like you will get oh, like funny. punched in your mouth so but things like that we don't they won't really a lot of people don't learn unless you're in those situations yeah. and like being a, a younger kid too, you do dumb shit as like mm. a little kid. You're like, yeah, that probably wasn't the best idea. I probably should have done that. So you like, don't you avoid those certain things, but if you don't have those experiences then you don't know. So that's why I was teaching. But, yeah. So, okay. The, what was your first fetish then? Cause my like experience of sexuality was always kink and like, Mm -hmm. people kind of weren't really like the thing it was just this is the thing i'm into was so um playing house uh the adult baby thing was my thing from the very beginning like all i remember is like wanting to play baby wanting to play house and like if we played house like i wanted to be the baby mm -hmm. like treat me like a little baby and um i had more accessibility to things because my family was always in the church community so like um 
after church services, all the kids would be like running around and they have like the nursery set up and like the kids area. So we'd be able to do what we wanted. There's like cribs, there's diapers, there's a bunch of stuff. So over the years of like playing house or like, I would take the diapers and run into the bathroom, like pee in them. And then like, I'd start when I first started like getting my masturbation tendencies, um, I'd pee in them or do whatever in them and then masturbate in them. And then I'm like, what's wrong with me? And like throw it away. And then, um, like that for like, yep. yeah, years and years and years. Um, until I had my cognitive change in my mind to, to say, I need to live the life I need to live. And, uh, and, but that was like many years. That was, I don't, I don't think I was probably 25 when I hit that point. And before that, I was like, so closeted with everything. I'm like, no, like yep. they can't even know that I want yep. guys. They don't even feel like I don't even want anyone to know anything because, especially yeah. the diapers, I'm like so embarrassed. But um, my yeah, my change was Iraq, cool and like that. after Iraq was like, um, just seen a lot of trauma and stuff because I was like I said I was a medic for the Marine Corps, so I was busy, which is not like a thing. Um, but seeing that was just, like really kind of gave me that like kick in the butt to say like you could just get knocked out. It doesn't matter if you're in a war zone or you can get hit by a drunk driver or fall off a curb and hit your head. Realistically, if you're trying to go, you're trying to go, but you better take, it's kind of corny, but it's like YOLO. It's like, you better take advantage. You (laughs) only have this one life to live. So if you don't take advantage of this and live the life that you want, what are you doing? Like, are you living this life for someone else? This is stupid. Like you have this opportunity to have this like experience of a life. And if you don't take advantage of it and do what you want to do, you're going to be so regretful as an old person. It's not even going to, and you're grumpy and you're, it's just not, it's not healthy for your heart and your soul. I don't think. Right. And also like, I think a lot of us do at one point do that thing of like living for someone else, whether that's, you had like an overbearing parent or you or a belief or whatever. And it comes to the point when it's like, okay, but are you going to, because I think people do that. They just keep living their lives that way. And when you're an adult and you choose to live your life that way, it's like, you've just broken down. Like, what is the, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what's the, what's the point? Cause this binge purge heart, thing. You know? Yeah. It's so sad. And also look, it's, it's never too late to realize something and mm-hmm. about yourself and make a change. There's never any point in life where it's too late, but you will probably always regret the, the time that you, that you didn't and like i know i fucking like i had that thing as well i was so closeted it wasn't until i was like yeah about the same age 25 or 26 when i finally like told my partner all the things i was into and was just like that was it it was not a big deal it was like that's it yeah Yeah. actually these things that i think are like the worst it's like i thought i was the weirdest person in the world because i wanted to fuck clowns guess what there are weirder people out there like give a fuck do you know uh, what i mean like it's fine you know like the the binge purge thing though like that's very 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 like um common with abdls but Mm. also with like clowns and i assume with anything that's kind of out there and i listen i get it I totally, totally get it. I think because I saw so many people, you know, there was only like a handful of clowns when I was a teenager that I got in contact with. And like, I'd see them kind of binge and purge their profiles. So I just never really did that. But I totally get it. I get why people do it and and stuff. But I don't know. I don't have any like advice for people going through that because except for the fact that know that this won't go away. You can purge all you want, but it's not going to go away. And the only way it's going to be less intense, like on your brain all the time is if you accept it and engage it like with it in some way. Cause if you don't indulge, okay. you're going to go fucking crazy. You're going to have buffet fever. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary to like, to know that people are living their lives like that. It's like, it's sad. Like we're saying, it's like, damn, just, you know, enjoy yourself. Like, it's, like these people aren't paying your bills. They're not, sucking your dick you know so it's yeah. like who cares what they think of you if they don't want to be a friend because of whatever but they weren't a friend to you anyways and you shouldn't have them around yeah then you didn't want them in your that. life like mm-hmm. the thing i was most afraid of was being blackmailed which i think is you know jury still out on how like narcissistic that is but it, <laughs> seriously if somebody tries to blackmail me like they're gonna be the the dickhead who comes off badly like if i just Thank own God. it and i'm like yeah, I like weird shit. Like what? Uh, none of your business, really. 
It's like, I don't want to know what you do in your personal life. So like, can you stay out of my personal shit? Unless you're interested in it. Right. And it also screams to me, like, what what are you into? Because clearly you are very, very, like, hung up about the idea that somebody else is into something weird and cool with it. Mm-hmm. So, like, what the hell are you into that is, that's making you so nervous for? Because everybody's into me? something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what were you looking for? Like, you know. Yeah. You have to search for some stuff like that. You know, it's not like, oh, I stumbled across uh, guys, you know dressed up like clowns and having sex with each other it's like no you don't find that you have to look for that like yeah you uh, have to look for that and you're going to be looking very hard because you can't fucking find it i know i can't even find it (laughs) god damn it yeah i don't know i don't know what that is but i i guess there are other people that i maybe should probably be asking but i'm just I'm finally glad that I'm in a place where I'm like, look, I want to make the clown porn that I want to see in the world. But mm. I also, there's that like kid in me who's kind of resentful that like, no, I shouldn't have to. It's like, well, yeah, but now I want to. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like, that's kind of the point where I got to is like, I'm seeing this adult baby stuff. And it's like, it's not to the extreme that I like, I've seen a couple of videos where I'm like, it blew me away where I'm like, this is exactly what I want. Where it's like, um humiliation and spankings and enemas and mm-hmm. like um embarrassing like situations and mouth soapings and lots of diapers and spankings and crying like that sort of shit's like boner central and yes. it's like um, if i could start making it on the gay spectrum that's what i'm really looking for because i never i couldn't find any of the of, like daddy boy stuff it's more like uh daddy little girl so in kind of the same fashion with yeah. the um, with the clown thing. So it's like I could understand that, and it's like I need to be that change because I was no one else is doing it. So yeah. I'm like I'm not as I know what to do, and I know what I yeah. like. So I might as well do it. And luckily, I have friends in Vegas that um, feel the same way, so they're willing to help me out to make that happen. <laughs> I, I'm also like. I don't know. ABDL seems to have become huge in recent years. Like it is everywhere. It's at like you go to Folsom Berlin and it's just like everyone's in a diaper. Yeah, no, like cool. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. It's become very big over here. I haven't I haven't yet made my way to San Francisco Folsom, but it seems yeah. like it's kind of having its time in the sun. And I I remember when it was like already such a weird thing. So I'm wondering, like, <laughs> do you think that's largely due to with like? I don't know exactly what you were saying. Like people like you being the change that you want to see and like making cool, innovative porn or like know, maybe man. it's a result of the popularity that more people are doing it. Or well, a bit of economy, also a bit of like it's, it's um, when I first started looking at uh, adult baby porn or whatever was out there, really, if you want to call it porn, um, there the models they had weren't really that attractive of guys and girls that were doing it, which I mean, any sort of porn is a shallow industry. You got to look a certain way. You have to, you just have to, that's the way it is because people want to see that when they touch themselves and, you know, think of weird things. So if you have an attractive girl that guys would be like, Oh, I totally diaper her, you know, you know, same thing with guys. It's like, you have a hot guy right there. They're like, Oh, I'll let I'll be his daddy. You know, it's like, I'll change his diaper. And Uh I get that a lot with like, when I would put myself on certain hookup apps, um, I'd get guys like, Oh, you're so cute. I would totally change your diaper. And it's like, yeah, thank you. I appreciate the compliment, but I want you to want to do it. Like it's, it doesn't turn me on to do it because I'm cute. It turns me on to do it because you get excited to do it to me. Like that gets me excited. Right. And I can tell if it's yes. contrived or if it's actually sincere. If like yeah. just from the energy I get from playing them somewhere, I'm like, okay, you're not really into this. Uh, so I, I, cause like yep. I can, you, you, you tell because if they don't use the certain words or like know how to even like tape the diaper up or like check yes yeah I, I like mean that. first of all i love that they're willing to engage with that anyway and kind of like pretend that they are that's hilarious but um <laughs> i've had this with my uh, fucking vanilla partner i still can't understand that like i think he's fucking weird for being so vanilla i've shown him that you know the depth and breadth of of, of the ocean of, of fetish but like yeah. yeah i can tell that it's not because it's not coming from him he like 
every time we've tried, it's sort of like, I know that you're not feeling this and I can't Mm. quite put it into words, but you're just not really getting it. And then it's made me feel really funny about introducing, like I, I have a little who, you know, really wanted to try the clown thing. And I was like, look, you're just going to do it to try and please me. And that's going to be like such a turn off to me. And like, blah, blah. and then eventually he really, really convinced me and then gave it a go. Yeah. And then, well, but then I was like, oh, you really are getting into this. Okay, cool. And I think that's also like a thing where like, as kinksters, there's some part of our brain that's kind of fucked up because we can all find our way into like each other's kinks. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, just tell me, like, how do you get off on this? Like, yeah, okay, how do you is get it, off on it? And then thing, or like, tell me a story. And it's yes. like, if someone could tell me, like, oh, this is how, like, I imagine it, and I'm like, oh, that would be hot. Like, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, I could get into that. Like, let's, let's play this out. Okay. Um, and like, tell and, and, me a story. Yeah. It totally contextualizes it for me because I also had somebody who, um, he was already kind of into the clown thing, but I was at his place and he was like, can you show me, like, is, is there, like, um, you know, clips of things that really affected you as a kid? And I was telling him about this one, you know, episode of this kid show that I watched. You know, it's one of those, mm-hmm. like, goosebumps horror kind of things. Oh, it scared me as a kid, but then it kind of turned me on because it's, like, clowns, you know, forcing someone into a box and turning them into a clown. And it's all, uh-huh. you know, humiliating and, like, yeah. And he's like let's put it on and it was really like exposing to have to sit there and watch it with him but he totally just like got into that whole character and it really really worked yeah it was like yeah i and you know like we're talking about like how it's kind of gotten more mainstream and um like i've i have a couple of friends that do uh podcasts as well and uh when i first started hanging out with them they would maybe two of the numbers and they knew that i was a little um, but then since I had been busy the past, maybe in the past year and a half, two years, they have really gotten into the whole diaper thing. And I've been really excited to see their whole growth because they've been posting pictures of them in diapers now. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, good job. Like, I'm, yeah. I guess I was a little bit of an influence there to like help them get that, you know, yeah. that little side of themselves, like, or say it's okay, you know, especially being a more mask. Like I'm, it's the way I was raised, you know, I'm a Mexican Italian guy and I grew up in the military as well, you know? So it's like, I've had this like male machismo, like just pushed into me. This is how you have mm-hmm. to be. So it's the way that I was brought up. So like, I'm, I'm just saying that like, um, guys that maybe are on the spectrum of like, they're not as flamboyant boys and they are still want to experience things, but they're afraid of whatever. It's like, look, I, I'm the same type of guy you are. And if anything, it gives you way more like clout of your, like owning your sexuality and being a man. If you yeah. actually do that sort of shit and say, what up? Like I'm, I totally. do what I want to do. You have a problem with it? Like, you know, like none of your business. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel that in that. I don't know. I guess I've got some internalized things where there's a lot about femininity that just isn't appealing to me. However, like, it is so powerful to just be like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. And I think that's where a lot of, like, sissy play comes into it, because I think for people it's really being like, yeah, I'm going to stand here and I'm going to wear these pantyhose, and there's a whole, you know, societal notion that I'm not supposed to, or I'm not supposed to want Mm -hmm. to, or I'm not supposed to get off on it, even though, you know, this isn't fitting, you know, the persona I'm exuding, but fuck it, whatever, like. Yeah, I think that's hot to be like, uh, oh no, you're not going to be a big boy today. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're oh, going to yeah. go ahead and be our little sissy girl. And like, you know, you know, I like having someone that actually will help facilitate that. And like, I'm a big talker. So like, I like talking shit during play. Yeah. And uh, if someone knows how to say yeah. things, then it's important for me too. I noticed that because because uh, you changed my diaper at Capcom. And I, we had a, a, like, I realized, oh shit, we have very similar diapering styles because I'm, <laughs> I'm all about that, like making you feel like stupid and embarrassed and no, put your hands there. You can't do anything yourself. Lift up your bum. Mm. Oh, this is so embarrassing. And like, you know, making it so, <laughs> the verbality is so important to me and is so it juicy. Is. I was just like, ah. <laughs> <It's an game. laughs> well, well, I also love 
like the switching of it because I I can give it and I can take it and mm-hmm. it, it, I like not knowing who it's gonna be. <laughs> That's fun, man. Um, I was gonna say that um, I told somebody about that story just recently because it was funny when after everything was said and done, and I had like I think we had kissed or something. So like when we walked out, I had the makeup all over my face, <laughs> and people like looked at me and they were like, "Oh, you just sucked his fucking dick," you know, like, and it was like everyone was waiting for the diaper change area, and so like there was a, a group of like ten guys right there as soon as we opened up the little partition thing and there was dying. I was like, Oh, that was good. That was really good. Like perfect timing. Uh, that was a funny story though. <laughs> that is one of my, it's become one of my favorite things is like smearing makeup on people. Cause just, everybody's got a little, a little something. I recently yeah. just did a strip show where I forgot my nose and I don't fucking oh. feel sexy without my nose. I was like ha- having a fucking meltdown about not having my nose. And so I got some like uh, lipstick on the way and just painted it on. But then I got to have a lot of fun with the crowd because I got to just like start wiping it on everybody, give them a kiss, and then like, and everybody ended up with red noses. That's cute. Yeah. Damn, you did a whole stripping thing to that. That's pretty cool. Mm, what music yeah. did you use to come out to? Circus music, of course. Well, yeah, but I was like a certain. Is there a certain like? Um, I don't know. Is an orchestra or band that plays that sort of stuff? And if yeah. so, like, like, is it through like Barman Bailey or like Circus Vargas or like, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's like classic entry of the gladiators. Like, that's okay. just put that on loop and just like because uh, I I love the absurdity of it. The first time, okay, so actually, the guy who got me into this was like, oh, um, you know, I do this script show. Like, you should come along. It's a good crowd. Blah blah blah. Um, and like, you know, we'll film you like stripping as a clown and then you can do the strip show in the evening. And I was saying like, oh, I'm way too nervous to do like a clown thing in front of everybody. I don't think people will go for that, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. So we filmed this this thing and then I'm saying, okay, I'm going to go take my makeup off. And they're like, well, let's have a drink. Like, let's chill. And then eventually like people start arriving and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, you have to go mm-hmm. on actually. So I guess you are doing the clown thing. And so I kind of got like bullied into doing uh, it, which is also I, I quite like. Hot. And they, yeah. people loved it. Yeah, it was fucking hot. Like people loved it. And uh, yeah, so after that, I uh, I can't not do a spectacle. So I did like a pup one, and I've done like cool. a um, a double act, which was like a kidnapping thing, and like clothes get ripped off and stuff like that. Wow, that's really cool. I've only seen that like at Capcom or years and years ago. When they used to like let us do weird, really weird <laughs> shit. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Wow, how this is at, this where, where, where was this at? Uh, this is in a private venue in East London. Um, there's oh. a voyeur society that I go uh, strip for sometimes. Um, wow. As well, well. I'll but, have yeah. to go help you out sometime with that. Oh my god, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Because like, be my fun. years of dancing, like I love stripping, but then like even if I was able to do like an adult baby one, that'd be cute too. Yeah, no, you totally can. I'm. I haven't done one of those yet. I want. I've really gotten into puppet shit recently, which. Oh, that's cool. Again, look, I think I was really creeped out by puppets and marionettes and things, and then like, I sort of revisited the things that traumatized me as a kid, and now I think they're really hot, and now I just want to be strung up like a puppet. And um, I, you know, Rubber Lover, right, in uh, San Jose. Uh, probably. I just don't know their names. I, yeah, like, yeah, you know sure. Everybody's got a thousand names. Um, he, I'm not trying to shame you, but are you having a piss? Uh, yeah. I would, well, cause I, <laughs> so, first off, I went, I was, it was one of the farts that I was like, okay. So you are more than welcome to like, piss on the podcast. Okay. Just, just letting you know. Yeah, I was like, well, let me just run to the bathroom real quick. I don't think anyone's even going to notice. No, 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 no. So you can just poop yourself. That's totally fine. It's like there's a mute button somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I think we're gonna leave. We're gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna leave that that mic on nice and loud. <laughs> That's funny. Well, see, I think I'm gonna have my first messing experience this Capcom, which oh, cute. Yeah, you have to like be able to do it in an area either in someone's room where you know, or or yeah, just run up to the room afterwards. <laughs> 
Well, here's the thing. I so it's kind of like my last limit, and I've kind of gotten into like busting all of my limits. Mm-hmm. However, I like to do things. I like to go hard when I do things. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, like for my first time, it would maybe be really nice to turn it into like a little event where people can, you know, pin me down and force feed me suppositories, and then everybody can come mm-hmm. and laugh yes. at me as I poop myself. Yeah, well, that like would make a it really hot for me. Um, <laughs> the duckalax mm-hmm. ones, the in like the little individual like packs, you know, like yeah, get four of those to stuff up your butt, and then you're good. Yeah, and like force them in, and then strap me up, dummy gag, put me in a bouncer, and then like just leave me there, and then people can come and like laugh or whatever. And I think that would probably do it for me. I would, I would even suggest that. Um, they would tie you up in like a high chair and then they could just force feed you as you poop your diaper. And have a smear all over your face. And like have baby food smeared all over your face. And it was like, maybe have them like have some formula filled mm-hmm. baby bottles and like put like sprayed on your faces if, if you stop drinking it. <laughs> That's yeah, hard. perfect. Squeeze my nose until I open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Well, so my very first custody. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Fuck. (laughs) Well, because my first ever chastity experience, I did that at this club in Berlin. And uh, I was really afraid of that because I just had a whole like thing about any sort of mechanism by my dick. And we turned that into um, like recruiting a few people to like help out with this. Like when I least expected it, cornering me pinning me down and then this guy like is dressed as a vet and he leads me around they do a shame procession around the whole club with bells they're like anybody who wants to come watch the dog get fixed a a huge crowd comes and then they're like yeah it was fucking dope and this was my first ever time trying chastity and like doing all of that then much more fun for me so i kind of Mm -hmm. think i want to do a similar thing with the pooping that would be really, really cool. Where was this at? Because that was not at Capcom, right? No, this was at um, Felgeist in Berlin, which okay. is like my, fa- my say, favorite Yeah, I was going to say that. You try it upon it even to do that in there. <laughs> it seems you can get away with that a lot easier. Yeah. Because you know Capcom's going to be... They're gonna, I mean, no pun intended on the poopy guy, but yeah. they're going to race stink about that. Yeah, they're a bit puritanical, <laughs> but do you know what? We do it in the room, and... Whatever. Oh, okay. I mean, but yeah. as long as it's not on the con floor. Right? As long as it's not, yeah, in the common area, I think you're fine. Well, this is the thing. If enough people want to watch it happen, then I'm sure I'll get to do it in somebody's room if, like, that's bigger than mine. True. Very true. Yeah. When they're like, just do it in my room. I'm sure. Did you have a nice poop? I did. It was good. It was everything <laughs> I imagined. <laughs> Well, it started I mean, out really as a shameful sh- to be honest. You should have you should have just been padded. I mean, I was I normally that's do, what the but people I'm want. My, I'm here at my parents' house, and so like, <laughs> um, you know, I guess that it's just way more fun to just have accidents in my undies, especially white undies. And I'm like, great, well, these are probably not going to last. But I like having that like stain. <laughs> Sounds bad. Oh, it's like it's hot. Yeah, when you have an accident and then you make puddle puddles. <laughs> like, oh gosh! And it's like when, like you're fucking up with somebody, like especially they know you're little, and then they, they see that, and they're like, oh, that's why you need diapers. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. But, it's like, oh, stinky pants! Come on, now I've got to come like get you padded. <laughs> I know, especially butt. being over here. My parents, I'm just like I've been caught before. Not saying like they caught me in diapers, but where um throwing them in the trash and I forgot to take the trash out or something. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, or they found like onesies of mine and things like that. So there've been times where I've had to, they know exactly what, you know, means you, but they don't want to know anything. And I'm like, I don't want to yeah. tell you guys either. You know, it's none of your business. <laughs> it's uh, none of their business. And also it's cool <laughs> that I think everybody has stories like these where it's like, yeah, they know what's up. But, I mean, it shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's not their business. Oh, I've been uh, talking to this friend of mine who's a daddy out in Las Vegas. And um, 
I like him. He's like, yes, A, he has a really pretty dick. It's like nice and fat. But he's younger than I am by like maybe like 12 years. It's really embarrassing, but he's like totally daddy. So he like takes total control. Mm-hmm. And yep. he likes like when I'm completely using my diapers and something like that. And he's very sexual. So it's like it's a really cool dynamic when I can get out back home to play with him. Um, but he's looking for a roommate and I'm trying to buy a house, but, uh, with closing costs and everything. And I'm, I'm just spending money on certain things right now where I'm like, I have to dedicate the money. to that. So, um, I'm like, I might just move in with him. He's like, I want you to be a baby the full time. Like when you're here at home and, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, well, okay. You know, like, we'll see if he's serious <laughs> about it, but he's horrible on the phone. Like he doesn't like to text or anything. And it's very oh, like curt right. when he does. And I'm like, dude, but in person, he's like all about me. So it's like, okay, maybe you're just not that type of guy I could text. Like, I'll just text you like, Hey, I'm coming home these days. Are you available? Right. Rather than being like being cutesy and being like, you know, Oh, can I send you a picture of my outfit today <laughs> or something? Cause he'd be like, Oh, okay, cute. I have or something. And I'm like, okay. I mean, that's the fantasy, right? Like that's, that's dope that you're Full gonna just baby type be of, yeah. yeah baby we'll donny 20 yeah. <laughs> my question yeah. is what the hell is a is a nice looking penis because uh <sighs> i like i mean personally i like thicker penises so like um he's probably like around around my size wondering... so like around eight inches or so um and yeah a little bit thicker than me you're like well, let me pull this okay, out real quick tra- you tell me <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> looking at my. Okay, I mean, I can show. Like, you can tell me if I have a nice dick. But yeah, like, I think I've seen I, your wiener. I'm pretty sure you do. Okay, you have to get up a little. There you go. This oh, is, he doesn't have a boner. No, that's uh-huh. pretty. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. It's floppy. Oh, okay. Well, even better. No, yeah. that's pretty. And you're uncut too. Oh, we don't do that here. That's beautiful. I love that smell and everything. I just like. Sniffing through their underwear and giving it all stinky, (laughs) so hot. Dick musk. Okay, but what's the aesthetic value? Like, it's the thickness of the shaft or the head? Yeah, the shaft. At least for me, just feeling the just feeling my hole get stretched out more is like I just feel used and submissive. And okay, now um, that I get that, I'm okay. The the physical sensation part, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, technically, like there are pretty penises out there. They don't necessarily have to be huge, um, but as long as you know, I don't know. I've seen some ugly dicks. I guess I, I, I work in the yeah, I just, too, so I've seen a lot of wieners. Fair. <laughs> well, I'm just like what? I don't know. I just feel like genitalia is like a, a, look of, of all the things that are like great or whatever about the human body. Like, I think that's the thing I struggle to like get the most. It really is like the uh, the value of how pretty a, a wiener is. <laughs> yeah, like, like whatever. I'm weird. I don't like, like a lot of things. How do you things. scale or how do you scale it as of like this is a ten and this is a one? Or? Right, because also, I mean, it's all subjective. I, I mean, it kind of also makes me think about what you were saying, kind of like the bodies and porn. Like, I'm is that? I don't know. I. I I wonder how much the industry is changing and at what kind of a pace, because also the way that people consume their porn is very different to even just like 10 or 20 years ago. But mm-hmm. I wonder as well, like what was considered, you know, the ideal porn body has that like, has that started to change? Uh, for the gay porn industry? Not really. I mean, depending on Harry or not Harry, um, you know, you're going to still have your twinks and your daddies, but like, if you, you need to have a six pack in order to even oh. working in the industry. Dude, back when I had a six pack, I was so miserable. I know, right? <laughs> so I fucking mean, miserable. I, I, I was to, like, I, I, yeah. I've told this story before, but we're like, when I was dancing, I, I, uh, cause to ballet, we had to wear fucking ballet shit. And so I would wear two mm-hmm. leotards to cover myself up because I felt so self-conscious about every... And I look at pictures now, I'm like, dude, you had a fucking six-pack. Like, what were you self-conscious about? Like, now I'm not self-conscious <laughs> that I, like, don't anymore. But, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah. I That's mean, just what I it guess, makes me think of. Yeah, in your head, I guess. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think that, you know, it's just just the way it is. It's the shallow industry. Like I said, like even with the adult baby thing, it's like you have to mm. this this like level of like you're not going to be able to obtain these guys type of thing, you know, which is weird. Right. But like, it's, yeah, that's the way it is in the industry. And they'll <laughs> hire you depending upon that. The gay industry, I think is a little bit more so like that than the bisexual side or right. the trans side, like with being a cis ma'am, I diversify so much of my roles that, um, I'm able to, kind of see that i guess a little bit more um with like the guys that i work with not saying that all of them are not in great shape or whatever or not attractive guys but they're not the quality of like you would see on like a falcon video or something uh right. raging stallion or something like that where we're gonna be like really like we just got off the steroid cycle pretty much you know um <laughs> that's what it looks like normally but like with like yeah. the street porn and things like that um they just are more worried that your wiener is going to work or not. You know, like they don't really care if it's pretty. They're like, do you have a big dick? And it's going to get hard and can you come? Because if not, then we won't hire you. So that's how like Trimix has really helped save my career, um, which is that injectable into your penis. Yeah. And that, and that works out great. Because like the type of sex they have us perform is not the type of sex. Anyway. I've never had that type of sex. Like I, I don't think I've ever done a handstand and fucked some guy. You know, I'm like, no yeah. one does this shit. Like, but on movies, oh, yeah. you best believe that's going to happen. And it's well, like, well, yeah, I guess you're selling the fantasy, right? So it's like, it's mm-hmm. going to be heightened. How how effective is that though? Because I've I've seen it, but I've not. I like I've no it's idea how that actually amazing, works. Amazing, amazing. Like, um, I would say, depending on how much I push in, it'll go. It'll stay hard, hard, hard. Like kind of like when you wake up in the morning, like, and you have to bend over to go pee. For it to, your dick to angle into the toilet, like that type of hard, it'll stay that way for like four to sometimes almost eight hours, which is Whoa. turns into a priapism if you're not careful. Um, but the funny enough thing, well, not funny, but like random, is the antidote to this is Afrin nasal spray. And uh, if you inject Afrin nasal spray into your dick, which sounds crazy, uh, the same amount that you injected of the Trimix your dick will go down immediately, like within like seconds. You will go down. But if you sniff that for nasal spray, it takes like an hour for it gets to get in your bloodstream. So it takes a little while. If you're, you know, if you don't want to pin your dick again with a needle. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, do you know what? I'm, I was sort of like, Oh yeah. Sounds a bit mm, gruesome. But then I'm thinking you can make it go broop, broop, like a balloon. And that has now just made it funny, which has made it sexy to me. <laughs> well, at the same time, you, you have to also worry about like your blood pressure, about a bunch of different things. With, sure, with yeah. that. It's just I don't use Trimix all the time. I use it when I actually film, um, when I'm playing or whatever. I can stay hard for a little bit. Um, if it's not an adult baby porn like or play, then I'll be like, well, then let me get like a Viagra or something just to, yeah, to yeah. pop uh, to help me stay. Like, because I'll go up and I'll go down, up and down. So Trimix is just, it's a game changer where I could just stay that way. And even if I come, I'm still that way. And, Damn. Uh, it, gets cool. <laughs> it gets annoying. It gets annoying though. You're like, just go down, please. Okay, but I'm trying to think, because I have so many like fucked up fantasies about like using stuff like that to uh, like control somebody else's arousal and then be like, haha, you like it. You know, obviously like uh-huh. a lot of the time I'm the victim in that. And it's like, Oh, well, if you, you know, if you don't like it, then, you know, why are you so hot? And then, you know, yep. Oh, you couldn't hold it in. You made a mess in your diaper again. And then, you know, yep. just... that sounds amazing. So uh-huh. I'm going out to London. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be on the next flight. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh-huh. Okay, total pivot, because there's something that uh, I we, we like talked about just before we started recording, and I've had this conversation a few times, mm. and it was about women in kink spaces, because yes. um, it's kind of weird to me how male-dominated a lot of events are, to the point that there is a very like exclusionary attitude and there are some events that I actually really like. And again, it's like people will fly 
cross country to go to these and mm -hmm. women are only allowed on, you know, the last two days of the weekend or whatever. And, you mm -hmm. know, the first day is like men only. And I don't know. I'm just, I wanted to get kind of your take on what kind of needs to change in the scene, because clearly something's not, clearly there's this old idea that like women aren't as, I don't know, sexually voracious and therefore are less welcome or like we shouldn't be like as if that should matter because we you know even if there's fewer people that should make a difference and it's like i don't know um i mean from what i've seen at different pansexual events uh who was i at? i think i was at claw recently um which was like a leather weekend type of thing it wasn't necessarily apdl but they had men and women there. Um, even at IMLs, International Men of Leather, I've saw I've seen women there as well. Um, really depends on how you identify. If some of these women will be more lesbian-y women, some of them that are in the straight, like pansexual groups, um, like if we're talking about like Capcom or different things like that, where you do have a mixing of male and female in there. Um, it's just really up to the discretion of the people that play. If you feel comfortable, like I was telling you, I have some friends that they're like, I don't want to see a vagina. I don't want sure, to see yeah. a naked woman around. It just gives me a total boner kill. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Like we can go up to the room and play if that's the case. But I also don't like, I don't know. Personally, I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I'm like, I don't have a hang up on that. So if anything, I think it's hot for women to watch two men play together anyways where i'm like sure. hey you're not going to be a part of this because you're a woman and then b i'm like like i kind of like showing off and like um performing a little bit to be like like oh yeah like this is how you know i need like to be performing, used. Huh? yeah which is yeah. fun da, 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 da. Um, but <laughs> yeah, right i'd ride the little like cycle out or something uh, um so uh but yeah i think that it's really up to the uh, individual um but I, I have seen it a little bit more so recently. I think the mixing of so, yeah. um, especially in the gay industry, uh, you really didn't see it that often. Yeah, because like it's fine. You know, everyone needs their space, but it's also like when you're prioritizing one person's space over another. I, I don't know. It's just, of course, I feel like everyone should be welcome in the space, and that's that doesn't mean you have to engage like in a sexual way with people that you don't want to engage with. Of mm -hmm. course. But like in the public shared spaces that we have, you know, at events and stuff, I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And obviously we're not going to solve the problem tonight, but I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I need to get uh, somebody on here who's like been <laughs> dealing with this for a long time because right. I know that I know that a lot of people are frustrated because they're like, well, like I can't even get people to take my money. It's like. I'm here, I'm available, I want to go to the event, you won't let me come on the first night, so I guess I'm going to go, like, find the one dyke bar, you know, in the area, or whatever, you know, it's just like... Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess, you know, I would hope that the organizers of these events would think things through like that, and be like, hey, this might be a hard choice, but, you know, what's the consensus of the group? Like, should we split this up? Like, okay... The first night's gonna be gay men, and then the second night's gonna be pansexual. Third night's gonna be lesbian women. And I mean, yeah. granted, it would be nice to have everyone involved, but I do get it. There are some lesbian women that don't want men around when they're sure. playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same vice versa with gay men and having females around. Okay, yeah. fine. But if that's but the, the main case, then... thing, like I feel like everyone should should be able to go to the main thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. If you split up the nights, like, sure, you can have gay night. Right. Night, the playroom, I guess, may could be, could be like, okay, the ladies only in the playroom tonight. But like oh, yeah, in the yeah, social totally. area, hey, there's a big yeah, social right? area. Everyone hang out, you know. And if yeah. you want to play up in your rooms, play up in your rooms, you know. Totally. But yeah. That's the way I think it would be. It would be easiest to do, but I don't. I'm not an organizer. I don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get well, uh, neither do like anybody at Capcom. True. Oh, um I also just remember the thing that I forgot, which was um back to the porn. Considering how the scene has, you know, changed and innovated a lot, I wanted to ask you if you had any advice for people who are like getting into it now and what kind of the thing to prioritize these days is. Um, if you're looking at into uh, mainstream porn, I would say if 
I mean, I was, I just had a lucky one off from the exclusive ad. But when I, like I said, when I first started to even get that, I had gotten a talent agency. So if you look up talent agencies on Google, or XXX porn or something like that, add that to it, you'll find a good amount of people that would be able to help you out saying like, all you do is like you send them your picture, your profile, or if not, maybe like your social media profiles, but like your stats information. And then uh, they send that out to different studios and the studios like you, they'll say, Hey, we'll spend that extra money to get them out here and, and perform. And they like new people because they like new faces all the time. Um, and if you could actually perform on set with people all around you and it can get very intimidating when, if you're trying to like jerk off to even get hard or to come and they're like, are you ready yet? Are you ready? Like, come on, we got to hurry up. We got another scene yeah. behind you. Like, and that's, if it's, that's what I'm saying. The Trimix really changed everything for me to where I'm like, I don't have to worry about that anymore. And then tell yeah. um, I just close my eyes and think of like the kinkiest adult baby porn in my life. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm ready. And I can just come yeah. um, yeah. pretty much not on command, but like pretty damn close. So I'm just fortunate. Um, but I would say, yeah, start hitting up, uh, different talent agencies for the porn industry and they'll be able to guide you in the right direction depending if you're trying to go straight gay like, whatever do you think a lot of it um is also uh these days you got to have an only fans and just for fans and uh, i think it would behoove you to have that but only because the studio porn is going is is going to be a thing of the past probably for the next 10 20 years maybe yeah yeah uh, probably right. 20 years or so but it's just it would just be great if you're able to, I'm using the, these, the movies, the studio movies for like as commercials pretty much. And then people see that. And then they see my profiles because mm-hmm. they link me to my, my profiles to the videos. And then from my profile, they, I have my only fans and all that information there. So if they want to actually look deeper into who Draven Navarro is or baby Donnie or whoever, or my persona, they'll have the ability to, you know, spend $10 a month and, look at all the videos that they want, you know, and talk to me all they want. You know, I, I'm the one like texting people back. So, um, yeah, that's, I think that's, uh, would be a good thing for someone starting out new and then just trying to film with the people that are filming in the studios, because if they see you with them, then it just gets passed. Like the clout gets passed over to you, mm-hmm. which is great. So. Right. Okay. I'll just jot that down. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for when I come <laughs> up. Um, I was just looking at the time. We have to wrap up in a sec. Um, but did you bring a yay for the day for me? Yay for the day! I'm always excited. I'm like, I gave you one fucking piece of homework. You better. <laughs> <have it. laughs> well, I mean, as in like a, a high note of like, yeah, just like a whatever's what's 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 uh. What's made you smile this week? Oh, I saw I have an amazing story. I can't okay. go too deep, deep, deep of details. Um, and I don't know really your listeners of who knows certain people. So okay. I'm going to try to be as discreet as possible about the situation. So I, um, I'm on certain various websites for um, escorting. And um, I had gotten hit up through uh, one of the channels and, um, uh, this person um, played in the Super Bowl just sun- on Sunday. <laughs> and uh, they're like, hey, I'm coming out to Vegas. I'm a big fan of your videos. Um, I jerk off to them all the time. I'd love to um, to have an appointment with you. I know you have a certain rate. I'd be happy to pay it. And uh, I was like, there's no way this guy's real. No. I'm like showing my friends. I'm like, do you think it'd be real? And like, I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, I mean, like they sent me their social media and they have like 60,000 followers on their Instagram. So I'm like, they must have this. I, there's no fucking way that this guy's real. Cause they get lied to all the time. Well, he hits me up on Tuesday and he's like, can you pick me up from where I'm at? And he was like, uh, all the way across town. But I guess from what I was talking to some of my friends that work at the casinos, they were saying that they bring the football players um, all the way outside of town because I guess they don't want them getting drunk on the strip and doing something stupid. Oh. Um, so I went over there to pick this guy up. It was cops galore just to even get into this place. So I picked him up and I realized it was this actual football NFL 
football player that's playing in the Super Bowl comes into my car and we drive back to my house, fucking dicks me down, fucking like it was nice. Like he kisses very well too. And uh and then afterwards they paid my rate and I dropped him back off over at the uh place they were staying and then I drove home and like hit up some of my friends I'm like, you're not gonna believe exactly and I told them who it was and they were like, No fucking way and I was like, because he's a bigger name of a, of a player so i was like there's oh it was really really weird but that was the first time i was really kind of fangirling i'm like i've seen you on tv like this is really really weird that i'm actually having sex with you right now but and they're like you're my favorite porn star yeah, and i was like oh my gosh hey, like yeah like he sees you on tv like hey come on like yeah. he, was, he must have been having that moment as well That's yeah yeah dope. and it was amazing so i was oh. really really happy about that but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna, oh, I'm dude, gonna let, so let cool. you go. Uh, but that was a fun little moment that I had to just add into there. Okay, that's fucking awesome. I oh. mine, uh, mine is super lame in comparison. But whatever, I watched a good movie recently. Oh, it's called They Cloned Tyrone, and like, I, I somehow oh, I love it's that skipped. one. It's fucking great. And yeah, like, that's I with never um, what's John Boyega. Yeah, uh, well, uh, what's his name? Um, oh my gosh, that played Ray Charles. Tiana Paris uh, and the other guy. Oh my god, what is his name? Jamie Foxx. Huck. Huck. Ja- Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Jamie Foxx. That's why I was like, oh yeah, he's a really, really good actor too. I like Huck. that one. Um, that was actually a trip. Yeah, I mean, that was good... a trippy movie. Right? It was fucking great. Um, yeah, everyone go watch that, because uh, that's great. And thank you for validating my... <laughs> gay, <laughs> no, I watched that. I, watched that. I think I watched it with my mom, I think. That was a really good movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucking cool about the, um, about the Super Bowl um, guy, though. What no, the hell? Um, I was like... Oh. I, 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 don't, I can't say any names, because I'm like... People would know. But I'm like, I... Yeah. I, I know, like, I was... I've never experienced that. I was like, that was crazy. <laughs> oh, if he finds that, oh, anyway, I mean, he's not going to find this, but whatever. No. That's fucking great. Awesome. Um, okay. Um, thank you so much for doing the, this with me today. This has been so thank fucking you awesome. for having me. I appreciate of talking course. to you. I could fucking chat to you for ages, man. But um, where can people find you online? Um, I mean, just, I guess, uh, the usual social media, like Twitter, Instagram type of thing. So, I mean, I'm sure that, uh, I'll I'll send you links and you can post them up. Links in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. just Google Draven Navarro and you'll exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Blue Sky at T Stota. Thank you, Draven, for hanging out with me today. Uh, and join us next week as we go under the big time. Bye. Bye. Isn't it hilarious that um, this is called the big top because I'm such a big top, right? Ah, you're silly. Fuck. (laughs) Silly clown. Hey guys, Barney here with a little update. I want to give a quick thanks to AB Universe for sponsoring The Big Top. Taking over production responsibilities has been a huge undertaking, and I'm extremely grateful to have such a fantastic sponsor, whose products I have used for years and can personally vouch for. You can now use my promo code BIGTOP to get 10% off your order at abuniverse.com. That's abuniverse.com. Thanks again to ABU for sponsoring this podcast.